0: Welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. I think it perhaps in the past um, the the kind of the journey to working towards being a commissioned professional photographer uh, began with a formal training in all the technical uh, darkroom and camera requirements, everything you needed to know. A rigorous training followed by uh, working as an assistant. Whenever I hear the word assistant, it always reminds me of a Brian Duffy uh, story, anecdote, when which he actually told me, where he said, you know, a photographer, a young photographer turned up and wanted to be his assistant and said, well, do you want to look at my work? To which Duffy said, I don't want to look at your work. I don't want you to take photographs. I want you to be able to list stuff. Show me your muscles and show me if you can pick stuff up. That's what I want from an assistant. And of course that used to be the case. That physical lugging round of heavy equipment, that was a major part of being an assistant. But things have changed, budgets have changed, and suddenly assistants are no longer a financially viable uh, proposition on a lot of photographic commissions. At the same time, a digital photography makes different requirements of the assistant. ops uh, are now a thing, which, of course, they weren't in the past. The ability to shoot moving image is something that a lot of assistants do, behind-the-scenes films. The idea of downloading files accurately and storing them, that's all part of the process now. So that digital knowledge and that technical knowledge uh, is important just as it was in the old analogue days. I think the difference now is that the assistant route is less uh, direct. It's less easy to to get work as an assistant because less photographers are working with them. I know personally that whenever the budget allows, I like to work with an assistant. What do I get from them? What do I expect from them? Well, I need them to know how to take a light reading, that's for sure. That's like number one on my list. Uh, Just be friendly. Uh, Know what their role is on the shoot. Be friendly with the client. Yeah, sure, sometimes make a cup of tea or make a cup of coffee. If we're on location, make sure that the the talent, the people we're working with, that everybody's happy, basically freeing me up so that I can concentrate on what I'm there to do as the job. So that's my expectation of an assistant. Now, why am I talking about assistants this week? Well, I saw a a post on Facebook recently, on a Facebook forum, which I've now left, actually. I keep getting dragged into them, don't I? But I really am down to only one now. Anyway, the post was from somebody who was teaching photography, I think to um, sort of uh, high school children. Um, anyway, they wanted some advice as to a food photographer to recommend to one of their students. My take on it and my advice was that student's got to find out for themselves. They can't be helped in, in that way. What's really important is that the student goes out, finds the work that they admire, starts to engage with that photographer starts to try and understand that photographer and builds a relationship and then from that relationship something might occur now um i'm not being overly harsh here i just think it's important that the person who wants to be the assistant takes on the responsibility of knowing who they want to assist the issue really i suppose is that i then went back and said you know prior to some form of an education perhaps a higher higher education a university or some kind of college course that's going to give you the knowledge you need you're really pretty useless as an assistant and in fact the fact is that this isn't a charity it's a business and I can't afford to have, and I'm sure many of you listening to this podcast can't afford to have somebody on that shoot that doesn't know what they're doing. When you have a client there or when you're working for a client, I always say that as a commissioned photographer, the last shoot I did is the last shoot I did. What that means is that it may be the last time I work for that client. I've got to really make sure that that client is absolutely happy with every element of the shoot to ensure that they recommission me. That relationship has to be built. And I can't afford to have somebody there who is too young, too inexperienced, or just feels as if I'm there kind of doing some kind of... I don't know, charity work, as I said, this may seem really harsh, but it's just the fact of where we are, I believe. And obviously, that's based on, for me, many, many years, I think nearly 35 years now, of being on photographic shoots, uh, a lot of which I've seen great assistants and some really poor assistants as well. So really, the idea of being an assistant is something that's a slow kind of build, it's built on knowledge and experience that experience is experience of understanding people of social interaction therefore i'm actually much more interested in somebody who's had a job working in weatherspoons the pub um, rather than working with a a photographer when i see them and i meet them as a young photographer because what i'm interested in is not what they've seen on a shoot but how are they with people how are they in difficult situations That, to me, is much more relevant. Anyway, as always, sort of seems to happen on these Facebook forums. Uh, My point was misunderstood, misinterpreted. And the person felt that they knew uh, what I was trying to say better than myself. It's a good reason not to go on these Facebook forums. And unfortunately, it sort of provides a reason for me not to try and help out in the same way that offering somebody who isn't ready to come on a shoot can be detrimental to that shoot. Sometimes you've just gotta be tough to be fair. I often use music as a metaphor for photography, both in my teaching and, and talking and writing and often on this podcast. It was therefore really interesting to um, see the other day a little post by um, the photographer Antonio Olmos, uh, somebody you really should check out. Um, That's Antonio, A-N-T-O-N-I-O, Olmos, O-L-M-O-S. Anyway, uh, Antonio had been reading the uh, really great Eugene Smith book. It's a little slight book. I never remember the name of it. Something to do with uh, Eugene's developing tanks. But anyway, uh, look out for that one. Uh, And within uh, the book, uh, the writer uh, quoted Henri Cartier-Bresson talking about Eugene Smith. Uh, Antonio said he loved it. I love it too. See what you think. I was once present at a lecture that Eugene Smith gave to some students at a school of photography. At the end, they protested because he had made no mention of photography, but had spoken the whole time about music. He calmed them by saying that what was valid for one was valid for another. I kind of agree with you on that one, Eugene. This week, I'm really pleased and proud to uh, welcome to the podcast with his contribution as to what photography means to him, Massimo Vitale. Uh, Massimo was born in Como, Italy in 1944 and moved to London after high school, where he studied photography at the London College of Printing. In the early 1960s, he worked as a photojournalist, collaborating with many magazines and agencies in Italy and Europe. It was during this time that he met Simon Gutman the founder of the Report Agency, who was to become fundamental in Massimo's growth as a concerned photographer. At the beginning of the 80s, a growing mistrust in the belief that photography had an absolute capacity to reproduce the subtleties of reality led to a change in his career path, and he began working as a cinematographer for television and cinema. However, uh, Massimo's relationship with the still camera never ceased, and he eventually turned his uh, attention back to photography. In 1995, he began the Beach Series, a series of Italian beach panoramas begun in the light of drastic political changes in Italy. He lives and works in Lucca, Italy, and Berlin, Germany.
1: Photography for me is everything, is a way of living, is a way of connecting with people and a way to find the balance within myself apart from this photography has been changing in during the span of my life that I dedicated to to this um, I started as a uh, mediocre for the journalist and uh, at one point I tried to become an artist slash photographer um, and um, yeah well it 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 kept my life together it it I would have never been able to. Survive without photography. I'm. Um, I. I'm mostly interested in in people, really. Uh, so it, it's, it's not photography that I'm interested in. Uh, in fact, the other day I was just thinking. Uh, it's maybe twenty-five years that I take photos but I don't look inside the camera. Uh, My way of using photography is maybe different from most people that use a camera or use a phone or use other means of, of taking pictures. I don't think I like to take pictures but I like to look at people through my eyes.
0: Thank you Massimo for your contribution this week. It's interesting, isn't it? That obsession with people that Massimo was talking about there directly relates to exactly what I was saying about the idea of what I'm looking for in an assistant and I think explains um, perhaps or maybe not explain but maybe it illustrates um, that misunderstanding that a lot of people seem to have about photography that it's kind of this kind of uh, technical black art whereas actually it's about communication it's about people It's about telling stories. It's about these very kind of base level kind of um, forms of communication. The camera is just the tool. It's just the thing we use. I think also it's it's interesting there that when... um, the, the person was looking for this work placement. The, this idea was that by going on a photographic shoot, the student was going to, I suppose, have this kind of revelation or have this understanding of what actually happens. Whereas the reality of that, of course, is very simple and very straightforward. Some people are going to meet they're either going to get on or they're not going to get on. And it's going to be a conversation. And some photographs are going to come out of that conversation. It always reminds me of uh, what my good friend Jim Mortram says. And he he's so strong about not using the word subject when referring to the person that he's photographing. It, for him, it's a collaboration. And that's why I explained earlier that For me, if someone can say they can work in a a busy pub and they can deal with different people and engage in conversation, to me that's far more relevant and important, a training actually, um, to being a photographer than it is to actually go on a photographic shoot Um, Once you've mastered those basic skills of setting up lights and so forth and taking light readings. Anyway, enough about assistance, but um, another kind of very concise and very considered contribution this week. Um, So thank you, Massimo, for that. Obviously, if you're not aware of his work, check him out. Uh, talking about kind of cameras and stuff over the last week well for the last few months actually I've been looking around and trying to find a camera to buy which was a a step on from my phone in quality but had all of the the qualities that that phone had so I could actually get used to taking that camera around with me all of the time but in a way in which it really could just uh slip into my pocket. For a while I was looking at all sorts of Fuji's and people were recommending things to me. Um but despite looking at them and trying them, they weren't really what I was looking for. Funnily enough, in the last week I did find what I was looking for. It's a, a Sony RX one hundred. Um I got it second hand because I want to throw it around. It's an RX hundred three. Uh and it's it seems great. And already um, i'm using it in exactly the way in which I intended to use it, so a real example there, I suppose of finding the right tool for the job i'm not really bothered about it in any other way other than i I had a task for it, and then I set out to find that um, that particular camera uh, in the last week i've I've tried deliberately this week to keep away from kind of news things, but um, I have noticed a few more examples of people setting up competitions where rather than just a a prize or a financial prize, mentorships are coming out of this. Um, One in particular, which seems to be supported by a lot of the UK-based photographic um, courses, uh, institutions, universities that run photographic courses um, at higher education level did make me wonder how many of those courses have really looked into the t's and c's and got the full answer before they recommend this to their students this particular competition has a surprise um, a mentorship that comes out at the end of it but there's no mention as to who's going to be paid and how much the people are going to be paid for creating the work for a, a couple of uh, gig uh, business gig industry um, providers who are the sponsors, one of which is the company Deliveroo. Uh, I don't mind if it's all straightforward and uh, everyone's gonna get paid and it's a, it's a great thing. That's, that's a great thing. But I always get really nervous when uh, there's a lack of transparency. And um, I think anybody recommending these kind of uh, projects, these kind of competitions to students, really does need to do their due diligence to find out anyway i I mentioned this on twitter and um, the company running it uh, got back to me it's kind of slightly aggressively and i questioned them and said okay fine not a problem how much are you gonna pay and what are your average rates i've not heard anything back i wonder why so finally this week, I just wanted to thank everybody who listens to the podcast and um, thank you so much for your really positive responses um, to what we do here in the shed. I say we, uh, it's just me. But anyway, thank you on behalf of the the royal we. It's been um, a very odd kind of a um, couple of weeks with COVID-19 um, kind of, crossing the globe, really, and I I am certainly no expert on anything like that. But um, in these kind of strange strange times when so much seems to be happening, which is affecting us and is so out of our control, it's really important that we all kind of stick together and support each other, be nice to each other and be kind to each other. And of course, always take care. (laughs)